Hi, my name is Sean Bland, but my friends call me Sean Michael or Run Bump. I've run over 300 ultra marathons. I've been first, last, and everything in between. I started and owned Run Bum Races, where we put on 11 trail and ultra running races a year from Central Florida to Southern Virginia. I hope that with my trail running and race directing experience that I can help you train smarter, run further, and fall in love with trail running. If you find this podcast helpful and or entertaining, please help me out by sharing it. I'd also like to invite you to run or volunteer at one of our many races. Welcome, friends, to the Bend Don't Break podcast. Hey guys, a big aloha welcome to all y'all for my first Bend Don't Break podcast episode. Today, I have a race photographer right here, Scott Abshire, who runs a bunch of my races, uh, and he also shoots the photos for a lot of my events right now. He's a seasoned ultra runner, a great guy. He's a former Floridian and is uh, a nutritionist kind of-ish? Yeah, just, you know, like I like to tell people like what to eat and what not to eat. Yeah. Yeah, so today we want to start out with our first podcast because I just had um, the Sky to Summit Trail Race. It was our 10th year of this event, and I heard a lot of people buzzing about, uh, uh, you know, that had done the 25K or people that were volunteering about how do I step up and run either my first 50K or a further distance than I've been running because, you know, a lot of that is like the unknown. And so we wanted to cover that very briefly today in a short podcast and kind of give our opinions as, you know, somewhat seasoned ultra runners um, here live from the uh, Run Bum Studios in Sky Valley, Georgia. Full disclosure, we're totally squatting in this house. Um, so don't tell anybody. Oh, Sean, I thought you bought this place. Yeah, yeah about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so the first thing I want to talk about, I, I know you've uh, definitely heard people saying this, especially uh, for folks like both of us who do a lot of road running as well, is, man, how do I run that far? It's like, in your mind, if you're trying to go from, say, a half marathon or a 25K up to a 50K, it's like, okay, five miles is hard, 13 miles is harder, a marathon is insane, why would I ever do a 50K? Well, I want to break that myth right there and tell you right now what I've been telling people for years. Number one, running a 50K is easier than running a road marathon. 100%. Why, why do you think? Well, I mean, like just jumping on the like you talk to increment uh, levels of one mile to five mile to 10 mile to 13 miles. I still think that the hardest step for me was running you know, just a 5k. I remember like looking back on my training of saying like, man, just running two miles in a row without stopping and feeling gassed to like hitting that 3.1, something about that distance ever since then it takes time, but it's really been, it's been so much easier. And it's really, like you said, just mental where like 3.1 to five to seven to eight, it just happens. And if you just kind of just get rid of the roadblock in your mind of like, man, I can't believe I'm going to go run run 20 miles today and just go out and do it. It's, you know, it, it's easier than you think. I can't agree more with that. I think a lot of that is, again, is like the limits we place on ourselves. And throughout this podcast, I'm going to try to help you rewire your brain for thinking, for running longer, faster, whatever it is you might want to accomplish. Um, and I think a lot of that starts with kind of just going and doing stuff like that. Um, the one thing I see is um, a lot of people are very nervous to sign up for like a, a distance further than you know they feel comfortable. It's it's the own unknown, right? As a human, we're born with two basic fears, right? You're 
born with these fears. Snakes? <laughs> Not snakes. Oh, okay. Fear, uh, uh, snakes on a plane. <laughs> uh, no, fear of falling and fear of loud noises. You're born with that. Everything else is a learned fear, okay? As somebody who is a paraglider, a speed flyer, a skydiver, I've done wingsuit uh, jumps out of planes. Uh, I've traveled all over the world. I've been to Everest Base Camp. Um, you know, I've chased that uncomfortable feeling. And if you're going to get into longer running or faster running, running at some point, you are going to have to mentally accept that not only today while I'm training, but maybe during the race, I'm going to have to be okay with being uncomfortable. If you want to grow, you will never grow if you're not making yourself uncomfortable, whether it is in a physical endeavor, uh, you know, where you're pushing yourself physically or mentally or putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation, maybe for like a job interview. So um, my suggestion would be to take the leap, sign up for the event, train later after you sign up for it. You know, you're not, life is not about knowing you can do something and then doing it. Like that's, where's the fun in that? Where's the personal growth? That just doesn't happen. So I think we had spoken about this earlier was I truly believe 50K is the new marathon straight up. But I also think that if you can run 13 miles nonstop, straight up nonstop, then you can run, walk a 50K. Okay. Um, I mean, what do you think about that? I, I mean, I think that's true because, I mean, like, when you're actually running a race, if you're not trying to podium, like, which this podcast really isn't about, but if you're just going out there to have fun and really test yourself, uh, you know, you're going out there, you're running the downhills, you're power hiking the uphills. If it's a flat race, you know, you're just, you're run walking increments. But then, you know, you're stopping at an aid station. You don't want to spend too much time, but you get to stop and take a quick little break, refill your water, get some nutrition in. So it's not like you're running 31 miles, just nonstop balls to the wall. So like, yeah, if you can do 13 miles and actually do that consistency and not feel like you're just gassed and going to die at the end of that, like 31 miles is it's, it sounds so much bigger just saying that like 31 miles, like, but it's really not that big of a deal. I mean, like it's, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna suck. Your, your legs are going to cramp up. Your hips are going to hurt. Your calves are going to hurt, but you're testing yourself and it's not, it's not out of the question to be able to do that for anybody. Yeah. I, I truly believe that like the training aspect of it just really determines on how fast you're going to finish. And also like if you're going to get hurt. So like the better you can train, the more consistency you have will be injury prevention. You'll feel better during the race. Um, you know, or if you're doing a self-supported thing, which I also fully support doing, um, then you'll just feel better and hopefully not get injured. Um, I also think that, you know, the way to mentally look at it is, man, I'm just going on a, a full day adventure or a half day adventure, what, whatever it might be. If you look at it as this is going to be work and this is going to be difficult and it's going to be hard, you've already put yourself in that negative mindset of like, this is going to hurt the whole time. It's like, it's not. It's like, you know, I, I can go out there and I can zone out for five, six, seven, eight, ten hours and, you know, just get in the zone, enjoy the woods, like enjoy the views and all that stuff like that camaraderie around me. I, I love that. So, um, again, change your mentality and how you think about stuff. I'd like to also talk about, uh, now we'll shift to talk about maybe uh, 50K specific training versus, um, you know, shorter distances or even road running. Um, but the first thing I will say is I watch a lot of ultra runners and this is why for a while I got away from ultra running because I like running really fast, right? But I like running ultras 
pretty slow, you know? Um, so I'll run stuff 30K or less at an all-out effort and run something like a 50K, 50-miler at just kind of like an easy pace. And it's like, you know, it's party pace, right? Um, we all know, or I hope you know, that, you know, ultra marathons, it's the mullet of running. It's business up front, party in the back. 100%. And, I, and I hope most people listening and watching this are the party pace, uh, pace people. So um, in training, I see a lot of people when they start shifting the longer and longer distances, they start walking more and more and more. And obviously that's what a lot of us need to do and have to do to get those distances done and accomplished, which is fine come race day and maybe some training. But I think what we train a lot on is maybe the running or just trying to get the distance. And we never truly go out there and on two ends of the spectrum do, you know, a 10, 12, 13 mile nonstop, whether it's a road run or an easy trail run, just to be able to run nonstop. Or on the other side of that spectrum is go out, uh, you know, once a week and go for a six mile power hike around your neighborhood and just walk as fast as you can. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I think the biggest tip for ultra running is become a faster walker. Yeah. That's what a lot of people don't understand with this is like, you know, everyone, I think a lot of like road runners will make fun of uh, trail runners or ultra marathoners that they're like, yeah, but you walk a lot. And it's, that is true. But, you know, we're also going up seven, eight, 9% grade, like mountain climbs sometimes. And like, yeah, if you try and run that and you're not like living out in Colorado and doing that every single day, you're going to kill yourself in those miles. And it's just, then you're going to be gassed the rest of the time. So it's not worth it. So like Sean said, there's in training, you have your specific training days of I'm going to go out and I'm going to run 10 miles nonstop. And that might mean you're running slower at an easier heart rate, which I fully believe in. But then also having those days where you go out on and do just time on feet. Um, and that's not just the leisurely stroll through the forest, but focusing on moving quickly because a lot of people don't understand like the, the, the term power hiking really is different than just hiking because hiking is the stroll and you're like, Oh, look at that tree. But power hiking is knowing how to be efficient, when to take a larger step, when to take a smaller step if you're going uphill. Um, and really just keeping that consistent faster pace because you're really trying to push that envelope of like, okay, it's too much effort for me to run right now. So if I power hike and you want that to kind of like limit out to like, and, or level out. And, uh, and so, yeah, those, those, I love doing those days where I'll go out for five, six hours and go power hike through the mountains all day, maybe running the downhills, but I'm really more focused on just that time on feet and making sure my legs are constantly moving. So that way I'm not having to go run for six hours, but my legs do feel gassed at the end of the day. Absolutely. And he touched on a lot of things is, uh, uh, that I want to go back on. And, and number one is like, not only in the race itself, but in training, uh, if you're one of the people that uses a GPS watch, um, trail running is very different. I want to go ahead. And I think we both oh, want to yeah. give you permission to walk permission to hike. Um, you're not going to run. I don't think I've ever run a 50 K where I ran the whole time ever, uh, or even close to it. You know, even when I PR and stuff like that. And, uh, besides if it's like a road race or right, yeah. right, right, right. But I'm not going to run 30 miles on the road, which yeah. I have, I've run hundred miles on the road and it's awful. I do not recommend it. <laughs> um, but with that being said is, you know, a lot of times people who are used to training with their GPS watches and looking at their pace constantly, um, are going into a race or into training, trying to hit a pace goal. Okay. Well, let me tell you on a trail that is like irrelevant. There's no mileage created equally, uh, really on trails. Yeah. So ultimately we're looking at effort. 
right? We're looking at effort as like, you know, a steady effort. Now, we've shown through sciences, right? You know, science. Yep, sciences, right? Um, that people and data collection, that people who win races pretty much do positive splits, meaning they go out really fast and they blow up and then somehow they win. They just don't blow up as bad. But I'm going to tell you right now, as a middle back of the pack runner, somebody who's not racing, if you want to run the best time and the best possible uh, and feel the best that you can, it's all about consistency. And that's why you got to go by effort. Yeah. And so if you're doing a race or even just a long run training run and you see that like, oh, well, the first you know, the first five miles are all on the road and then I hit the trail. So I'm going to really, I'm going to do a seven minute split on that first five miles and then I'm going to hit the trail and do that. And it's like, well, if you're a seven minute runner and you can do that for, for days and that's your easy pace, your all day pace, fine, go ahead and do that. But you're going to blow up. Like you're going to do that and you think you're gaining time, but really you're going to start walking more and then you're going to lose time and your legs are going to be gassed and you, you blow up and you kill yourself. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, it's like it's all about staying. It's not a negative split. It's not a positive split. It's staying consistent. It's knowing what your plan is. Am I going to walk all the or power hike all the uphills and run downhill and run walk the flats or just going into it with a plan and sticking with it? Today's podcast is brought to you by Pocket Dates, your perfect companion for the trail, the track, and beyond. Specially crafted for ultra runners, training runs, and those epic mountain adventures. With just two dates, you get a powerhouse of 110 calories and 30 grams of energizing carbs, a natural fuel that fits right in your pocket. Deliciously sweet and satisfying, Pocket Dates are the ultimate snack to keep you going. Whether you're conquering the peaks or pounding the pavement, Make every step count with the nutrition you need right in the palm of your hand. Pocket Dates. Fuel your journey wherever it takes you. Grab yours today and taste the power of nature. Yeah, three things that I, I, I tell you for your first 50K that will make the most uh, positive impact on your your final time, how you feel, etc. Uh, number one is uh, you touched on uh, was a race plan. Okay, I used to when I was younger. I'm 36. When I was younger, uh, you know, my early 20s, I would just go out there, balls to the wall, just you know, throw throwing it at the wall, see what would stick. You know, you know, just go out at suicide pace and just try to hang on. Right now, as I've gotten older. Um, I now have to run smarter. Uh, and so by doing that, I overanalyze any race course I'm, I'm running um, and racing. And I try to get on that course if I can, if it's local ahead of time. If I can't, I read people's blogs. I look at elevation profiles, which by the way, an elevation profile doesn't tell you the whole story. It doesn't mm -hmm. tell you if it's, you know, swampy, rooty, rocky, you know, how really how steep it is. So I'll ask other people that I uh, respect or I'll ask like on different Facebook groups, you know, um, you know, what do you guys think about this? Or are there any sections that stuck out in your mind as being harder? So um, I'll look at it that way. So if I know that, man, there's a big climb at the very end of it, you know, I'll, I'll kind of try to adjust and kind of pace for that and also train for that. Like all the my training runs might be, um, you know, something where it's easier at the beginning and then gets harder at the end, you know, again, to try to simulate that. Um, the other thing is 
whatever you plan on wearing for race day, like if it's a, a race that has uh, further between aid stations or you need to wear a pack, I'll wear a fully weighted pack when I'm running. Um, even on four, three, four, five mile runs, I do that. You want it to be easy and everything to be just like what you've been doing and it's comfortable for you and you, you're not doing anything new on race day, right? Yeah, the worst thing to do is, which I've personally done this twice now, but is to go out the week before a race and buy a new new running vest. Like last week I left mine, on, or two weeks ago I left mine on top of the car. It It's gone. So I it was race week. I needed a new uh, vest, so I had to do it. But it was a brand that I've used before. I was comfortable with it. It was fine. But really trying new gear or new nutrition especially like that is a no-no for me. Like it's be ready. Even if you're like going around, like he said, your neighborhood on a three mile loop, my neighbors used to think I was crazy because I'm wearing my vest. It's fully packed down. And like, there's like, what is he doing? And he's going for like a power hike around the neighborhood, you know, but like just doing that so you're comfortable with all the elements, knowing if you're wearing a pack, where the zippers are. I can't tell you how many races where like I feel comfortable with my vest, but then it's cold out and I have no dexterity in my fingers and I'm trying to open a zipper and I freaking can't do it. And you're just like, I just want food right now and I can't get it out. And like, it's just, and then you get frustrated and that might lead to a next thing. But then that, that if you get frustrated or you get angry, um, or you're just going out with a bad mindset, that's going to mess with your, uh, your mental aspect of the game. And I think that is the biggest aspect of running a 50k or any basically any race but like like you're the mental game is 95 percent of it yeah for sure uh i i can't agree with that more um and and the third thing i was going to say uh that will help you as a new or even seasoned ultra runner is nutrition right we, he just briefly touched on that but number one is you've got to be good and get good at being able to run hike and eat right i always recommend small bites small sips on uphills if you have an all flat race you might have to slow down a little bit to take that in but just realize that your body can only do a couple things at a time you know physically right so it's like digestion diverts blood flow from your muscles to your stomach so the perfusion to your stomach goes up so the faster you're going, the higher your heart rate is, the harder it is to eat. That's why people, you know, when it's hot outside, uh, pre-training, uh, pre-season training for like football and soccer, you see people throwing up everywhere. It's like, okay, now you've added the heat, humidity element. Your body has to try to cool itself. That takes blood. Uh, then you're trying to exercise and you're also trying to, you have food in your stomach, so it will purge that. So again, small bites, small sips, um, and also train with whatever you plan on using uh, during the race. I mean, it's just pretty pretty basic. And I don't know if you you should, I feel like you should get to the point where you can go out for a run and during the middle of the run, you can slowly eat a sandwich, right? And it's like, yeah. you know, it's like, you're not gonna eat it all at once because you'll feel terrible, but you know, slow, small bites, right? Yeah, yeah, and it's like, um, and I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll admit I'm horrible at this, but um, you'll hear things like, oh, you have to take in 150 calories per hour and, X amount of milliliters of water per hour. And I will do that because my mind, I just get racing or just even on a run, I'm just like, go, go, go. And it's like, oh, it's been an hour. I need to drink something. I need to eat something. And so if you're doing that in like, I'm drinking a thousand milliliters of water and having a goo and a, an Oreo cookie, uh, 
all on that hour. Like that's not the way you should be doing it. It's like, okay, like every like 10, 20 minutes or on the uphills, like Sean said, like getting in those small sips of water and also kind of doing it to thirst. Like if you're thirsty, drink, don't be like, oh, I have to do this. Like if it's really hot out, you're going to have to drink more. You're going to need more electrolytes. If it's colder out, you're not going to need as much if you're not sweating as much. Like for me, like, like I can look at my hat and be like, oh, look at the sweat stains. I know I'm sweating a lot today. But, um, but yeah, it's all about the increments, I think, like, you know, um, and, and just remembering to do it because, you know, if you go into a race and don't eat for, you know, 10 miles and then you start trying to play catch up, um, it's really tough. So, um, again, like John mentioned, just like practicing doing it. So if you're going out on Saturday for a long run, whatever that may be, even if it's eight miles, um, 10 miles, whatever, like get going, um, take some nutrition at the beginning. So if you're only doing a shorter run, like eat something right before you go out, eat a banana, just so that way you, your, your stomach is used to running full. It's kind of sloshing around a little bit. Um, and you kind of practice that. So that way on race day, you're not really just like throwing another element at it. Cause you do need nutrition. I, I don't like, I, I have a weird diet, but like no matter what people tell you, like you have to take Basically, in, you, you have to take in calories. Like, what, your diet's basically what? Plastic handle liquor, Marlboro cigarettes, and uh, yeah, I mean, gas, just, gas station, those like... Well, the I mean, the yeah, the, the gas station hot dogs, like, yes. uh, yeah, those are fantastic. Yeah, yeah I once yeah. saw him take a bite out of the hot dog that was on like the little spinner, and then he just put it back. Well, it wasn't done yet. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of gross. Yeah. But, you know, again, like he's saying is, uh, you know, everything is just kind of get out there. We learn through experience not from necessarily somebody else telling us so i'm telling you right now i've done everything right and everything wrong many times over and the thing that i do really enjoy about ultra running is no finish is ever guaranteed you could have done three four five hundred ultra marathons and then you do a 50k on saturday and you dnf at mile 10 you know it's like just because you have done it before and have done all the right things you still have to remember to go back and do it and so you know i think uh there's so many things we could talk about with like nutrition and, and, uh, you know, pacing and stuff. And I'd like to get that into that in the later episodes. Um, but I just want to thank Scott for being on here and, uh, he's a good friend. Check him out on, uh, Instagram. What's your Instagram handle? Yeah, it's Scott A. Pants. Scott A. Pants. Scott A. Pants. Yeah. yeah. And then also, uh, yeah, check me out on MySpace too. That's where all my uh, solid content. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I actually had somebody the other day ask me in an elevator. It's like, are you on LinkedIn? And I'm just thinking like, <laughs> what part of my look makes you think that I'm on LinkedIn? It's I'm, like, I'm linked out right yeah, now. Yeah, I'm linked out. Yeah, yeah. So again, thank you guys and gals for listening. We really appreciate you. I hope that this gives you a little bit of tips and tricks and maybe encourages you to sign up for your first 50K or maybe a 50 miler or step up your mileage a little bit. Again, I don't think everyone should run an ultra marathon. That's not my goal. But if you feel like you want to see what's down that rabbit hole, we're here to help you. I'm here to help you. I can show you the door, but you got to open it. So I encourage you to go step beyond your comfort level and sign up for something and then figure out how to train for it. And go into it with a mindset to have fun. That's the, Absolutely. the biggest thing. You're not here to win the race. You're here to go out there and have fun. Uh, if you're running one of Sean's races, like every single race, he plots it out. So that way there's always an epic view. There's a waterfall. There's a, a, a vista overlooking a canyon. Like it's you're out there to see so much landscape in 30 miles. That's like people don't get to see that in a three mile hike. So you're seeing such a diverse 
change in in uh, in landscape and stuff. So just but go out there with a positive attitude. If you got to listen to like pumped up music while you're doing it, do that. If you're running with a friend and you're chatting the whole time and laughing, have that positive attitude because that's really going to change the race for you. Absolutely. So thank you guys so much for listening or watching. And again, I invite you to come join one of my races, whether you're running or volunteering, come out to one of our events. We hope to see you soon out there on the trails, road, or just wherever in life. Bend, don't break. Cheers. Cheers (laughs) to the straight vodka. Oh, we probably should get out of here before the homeowner comes back. (laughs) 